Welcome, welcome back to the Flood Insurance Guru Podcast. My name is Chris Green, your host and owner of the Flood Insurance Guru. Today we're going to be talking about some ways to save and potentially lower your mortgage payment. And I'm going to show you some ways I've lowered my mortgage payment. But before we get started on that today, remember, if you've got questions about elevation certificates, what flood zone are you in? What is the flood risk of your property? Make sure to visit our website, floodinsuranceguru.com, where we've got those free resources there for you. While you're there, um, you can go ahead and get a flood insurance quote if you like and start working on reviewing your proposal and finalizing your policy. Also, if you like the information you're hearing in this podcast, make sure to leave us a review on Google Play, Spotify, or iTunes so other people can see the same value that maybe you're receiving from this podcast. So now let's talk about today's topic, and we're talking about ways to save on your mortgage. And I want to tell you about a story of something that recently happened to me, and that is I got the renewal for my home insurance about six months ago, and they notified me that my mortgage was going up about $800 a year. I mean, I'm sorry, my home insurance was going up $800 a year, so it's going to impact my payment about $75. About two weeks after that, I get next year's tax, this next year's tax bill. Notify me also that it was significantly going up by $1,200. And I looked down at the appraised value that it was using, and it was about $200,000 more than I thought it should have been. So these two things were going to have a major impact on my payment. They were going to really make things tight for me. They were going to increase my mortgage payment almost $300 a month. So what could I do? I started digging. I was like, you know, I've been in insurance 15 years. I know there's some ways I can save money here without sacrificing coverage. Because that's one thing you never want to do is you don't want to sacrifice coverage to save a few dollars because at the end of the day, it always comes back to bite you. We see it every day. So one may elect not to have the right coverage on their contents because they're saving $10 a month. It ends up costing them thousands of dollars. We see the same thing when people underinsure a home or they pick a really high deductible that they can afford simply to save a few bucks. So with that in mind, I started digging. And I started, look, first of all, looking at the home insurance first. And it's like, you know, what can I do here? You know, I didn't have my auto and my home bundled, so I started taking a look at that. And so uh, when I started looking at bundling the auto and the home insurance, I looked at different companies. I looked at the company I currently had. Uh, I gave them the opportunity. It wasn't really much difference. And so I shopped and I looked at some other options and I found a local company that offered me not just a really good deal by bundling, but ended up saving me about $800 a year on the home insurance and actually gave me more coverage with a lower deductible. I had recently installed a swimming pool and it gave me some additional coverage there to better protect that pool too if it was to be damaged. So not only did I have higher coverage here, I had a lower rate of about $800 a year. That's $75 a month right there. So then after I was done with that, I started taking a look at this tax bill um, that was estimated to have my home estimated value of almost $700,000, which our home was nowhere near that. I live in a 2,500 square foot house in Atlanta, Georgia. So clearly $700,000 was way off. So that's when I started, you know, questioning that with the appraisal values. Like our house nowhere near appraises for that. The average house in our neighborhood sells for about 
$400,000. So then I went to the county and I, and I appealed this uh, with appraisals and was able to show them, hey, you're way over insuring our property here, or no, way over appraising our property here. And they went back and they reviewed it and when they did, they ended up dropping the tax bill down about $1,200. That was huge. So between those two things, it saved me almost $300 a month. Now you're probably asking, well, what's the third area? You know, a third area that we see a lot of people do this with is flood insurance. Now with the National Flood Insurance Program, rates are basically what they are. It doesn't matter where you go, you're not going to be able to find different options on rates unless you decide to really significantly reduce coverages or significantly increase the deductible. And honestly, most of the time with the National Flood Insurance Program, a raising a deductible doesn't raise the rate that much. However, one thing that can have a major impact on your national flood insurance program rate that could potentially bring the rate down is replacement costs. You know, we're seeing a lot of companies now that are using 175 over $200 a square foot to insure a property. While other ones traditionally were going off $125 a square foot. I know things have gone up, but $200 a square foot in the south may be a little expensive when looking at a residential home. It may not be, but that's something you want to look at. Look at your home insurance. Look at your flood insurance. Look at the replacement cost on there. Potentially, this could be wherever insuring. Now, don't pay attention with replacement costs compared to maybe your loan amount or things like that. Remember, the market value and the replacement cost are two totally different things here. Replacement cost means that if your house burns to the ground or if your house completely floods and just gets wiped away, replacement cost means the cost to actually replace and rebuild this home. So it may need to be a little higher than what you're thinking compared to your loan amount. But on flood insurance, one big area that you can really save on this is looking at the different private flood insurance companies. Unlike the National Flood Insurance Program that basically has one set price across the board, Private flood insurance is going to have not only just different ratings with different companies. They're going to offer different coverages. They're going to look at different risk rating models. Some are going to do more high risk areas. Some are not. Some are going to offer certain deductibles. Some won't. Private flood insurance is going to offer building coverage, contents coverage, and in many situations, additional living expenses. Now, the National Flood Insurance Program is only going to offer building coverage and contents coverage. But remember, each coverage you have is going to have a different deductible. So you want to think about that when you're picking the deductibles if you're trying to save a little bit of money there. I know because I was told my flood insurance was going to be $3,000 a year on a property I bought about 12 years ago. Thankfully, I was able to get that rate down to about $300 a year. And I've been helping people do the exact same thing for the last 12 years. So I know how you can feel if you're being required to carry flood insurance and these rates just seem really high. Can you question them? You absolutely can question them. You want to take a look at your flood risk score. And if you don't have one of those, reach out to us. We'll be glad to provide one to you for free. And this is going to kind of help relate, hey, my premium is really high, which more than likely goes with a higher flood risk score. A lower flood risk score could potentially mean lower premiums. So that's what we wanted to talk about in today's podcast. We're three ways to save on your mortgage payment. We're talking about home insurance here. We're talking about flood insurance. We're talking about taxes. So we've talked about those three things in this in this podcast. Now, if you're in a low-risk flood zone area or you're in a high-risk flood zone area and you want to review your flood insurance options, are you in the best situation? What's going to happen to that flood insurance premium over the next five years? 
please reach out to us in the show notes. You can actually just click on the link to request a quote and we can look at this premium forecasting for you in the future and kind of give you an idea of, hey, what's going to happen with flood insurance premiums in the future? What can I do to control them? Or if you want to just visit our learning center on our website, you can do that in that link as well. My name's Chris Green, president and owner of the Flood Insurance Guru, and I want to say thank you for tuning in to this podcast on three ways to save on your mortgage. Remember, everybody's in a flood zone. It's just a matter of how much water it takes to get to you.